especially in India. What what I have seen is people who start out running get into running when they're at you know running five k's, ten k's. Um, they don't know too much about nutrition. They don't know too much about shoes. You then progress into running two hour runs, and you start researching and reading and talking about you know what what should the uh, what shoe should I have? What should the the stack height of my shoe be. Uh, and then at some point in your journey into running, nutrition as a topic comes about. Hello, hello. This is Vikas and you are listening to Run With Fit Page. This is episode number 161. And today I'm speaking with Amit Mehta. Amit is the founder of Unived and if you are an endurance athlete based in India, for sure you've either heard or used their products. Their products are fantastic and I'm not saying it because I'm speaking with Amit, but if you do not believe me, you should try the products on your training run or during racing and tell me what you think of these. Amit has built a company that's based on vegan products products that help you improve your running performances primarily from sports nutrition point of view and today we will go through his journey of building Unived and how his products are helping endurance athletes. In the conversation we will talk about how he conceptualized the idea of building Unived and go on to build the products that he has on the shelf today. We'll also talk about the products the information that you require for you to be a better runner from sports nutrition point of view. Fueling, hydration are extremely important as you know. And each time in almost every conversation, I continue to emphasize. Today, in the conversation, we'll go through some of those information more specifically that will help you make some informed decisions. So let's welcome Amit to the show and understand a little more about fueling and hydration on your endurance journey. Welcome to Run With Fit Page. It's a weekly show and we talk all things running and everything around running. Um, I would like to call it endurance in general, but so far we have been biased towards running. Um, it's been a long time coming for, <laughs> for us to, to speak and uh, glad to have you here today. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for, for having me. Sorry about the delay. I know. No, no. <laughs> it's been a while. We've been chatting, but uh, glad to finally be here. So. Yeah, and uh, it definitely is uh, worth it. Uh, as we Hope progress, so. yeah. we'll figure out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Awesome. How about uh, before we get into um, anything in detail, how about we talk about who are you, a small introduction of yours, and uh, how did you start academically? Why I'm saying this is I'm trying to set the context for what you're building now. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, I've, I mean, born in Bombay, uh, grew up in South Bombay, actually, at, you know, uh, at, at, at the far end of Ballard, Ballard Pier. And, uh, you know, we come from a very small um, middle class family. Um, my father was, uh, was a bodybuilder in the 60s. And he went to a point where he earned the Mr. Bombay um, title or award, whatever it may be. So so he was very clear that his kids 
had to have a focus on health and nutrition. Um, that's the upbringing that, you know, that we've had. Um, I've never been a good student. Failed several classes. Um, so punishment back then was if you don't do well in school, you do 10 push-ups and 10 pull-ups. And he had a pull-up bar in my room when I was in like fifth grade. Right. And so uh, terrible at, at math, terrible at school, come home, pull-ups, push-ups, pull-ups, push-ups. And what happened is over time, the punishment sort of turned into a passion because I could experience my body changing. I could experience getting stronger, feeling fitter, um, running faster than the other kids in school, playing, you know, being able to kick the, the ball longer. I started playing football, played football for school college, university. So maybe he thought that uh, if this guy isn't getting smarter, I'll just make him stronger and he'll figure his way through life. And that's where sport and fitness sort of entered my life. Um, moved out of India, went to Australia, studied there for a bit and started uh, changing my diet because of things that I was exposed to in, in Australia and uh, started experimenting with, you know, just going plant-based, going vegan. Initially for uh, ethical, for uh, for health reasons, but then remained vegan for, for ethical reasons as well. And uh, yeah, there's been no looking back since then. So starting Univerd in 2010, uh, was not because of prior work experience in this domain. Um, I mean, by by education, I've done an MBA. Uh, by work experience, I had none before starting this. Couple of jobs here and there, but nothing, nothing to do with sport, fitness, nutrition, or any of that. Um, but that's all I knew. Like my passion, my interest was sport has always been sport and my my recent intellectual pursuits of what i should eat when i should eat how certain supplements or how certain food choices were impacting my very busy training schedule you know that's that's where i was mentally when i graduated and i was like if i can put this together into an idea and a concept and pursue it and hopefully make something out of it, I'm never going to have to worry about, you know, the nine to five corporate life. I'm hopefully going to be passionate about what I'm doing and maybe spend the next couple of decades working on a topic and a subject that's close to my heart and maybe live a happy life. So that's how Univet started in uh, 2010. Awesome. Seems like... Um passion that was um, for you to stay fit and uh, moving and following a particular lifestyle that was uh, going to become vegan and staying at it um, in one way um, transpired or in a way it, um, helped you nudge towards starting Unived in some way in 2010 and it's been now 14 years so that's a that's a long journey that you have uh, you've gone through um, uh, and an entrepreneur to have journey of uh, the, like a, a decade and a half is is pretty big as well now 
I want to go back in 2010 and as you were starting, while passion-wise it makes sense um, that when we are when we we are in a particular way, we see everything around us um, very aligned to that, and we feel, hey, if I'm a runner, everybody else should be a runner, or uh, or running is good for me, so it will be good for others as well. Uh, if I'm eating vegan, people should eat vegan. Possibly, it's a good thing, and we have ways to say and we we have ways to defend it. Now, in your case, did you think there was a market back then in India uh, for people? Um, who are endurance athletes, professionally, recreationally, amateur, uh, to have um, right nutrition. Because back then, the awareness was not as much, right? And the races were fairly limited in India as well. So as you started, what did you see the, uh, starting to happen? Did you see a market that was picking up, that was taking up the products that you were manufacturing? I mean, to be honest, when we started, there was no market. Right. <clears throat> in terms of if if I split it into a couple of buckets, if you look at dietary supplements as an industry, right. which is where we are, um, there was no established industry. The only products that were around were your Revital, Bonvita, Holics, more FMCG-oriented uh, products. So the supplement industry as we see it today with hundreds of brands um, didn't exist. So there was no no validation as such. Sports nutrition did exist, but was heavily skewed to strength. So your supplement stores with your whey proteins, BCAAs, etc., all towards people who go to the gym. There was nothing for endurance athletes. In fact, people didn't even know endurance athletes existed, right? Oh, you run marathons, you're crazy. That's how it was back then. So we were up against the tide. Uh, we were not entering, there was no umbrella for us to come under. There was barely any support from anyone around us. I mean, well-wishers weren't really well-wishers because they were sort of um, trying to save us from what they thought was a, a, a deep, uh, you know, yeah. uh, well that we were jumping into and we'd never come out of it. But... Uh, I think for entrepreneurs, what matters the most is the gut. And if you really have faith in an idea and if you think it's going to work, no matter what family tells you, no matter what your close friends tell you, no matter what society sort of tells you as such, you should pursue it until you yourself are not convinced about it. And that's where I was against everyone's, um, you know, wise words of, you know, stay away from this. This is vegan, really, in India, a a country where dahi and dood and ghee, etc. It's never going to work, Amit. You're wasting your time, our time, creating anxiety for everyone around you. So that's what we were up against. But it had to work, right? It had to work. I mean, if... If you as an athlete know today that you need this nutrition around you to support your your health regimen, your physical regimen, your your to take you through your training, to take you through the day, every other athlete in your shoes needs it as well. And what helped us is we ourselves are runners. So we would I'd get product ideas when I was training at Tungareshwar on the hills. 
I would test products in R&D through ultras that we were running. I remember running Javadu uh, and the first edition of Mannad Ultra with R&D, with products in like Ziplocs, with some sketch, you know, uh, we used a sketch pen, wrote batch number so-and-so, and we're testing it live in a race. Uh, and that's how that's how we learned, uh, you know, what was working, what wasn't. Again, we had to skew formulations to cater to Indian weather conditions, to sweat rates over here, uh, possibly to pallets in India. So there was a lot of on-ground uh, work that we that we did. And I think we're also fortunate that a lot of people from the community, a lot of runners from the community sort of accepted us as one of one of them. Um, and that is what has helped us, as you said, a decade and a half. We're only here because of them. If, you know, they have taken to Unived as a, a brand started by one of one of them yeah. and they're very very transparent with us with their criti- you know their feedback this doesn't work this works and that's how we've sort of learned and, and progressed along the way awesome awesome now let's uh, talk about products uh, a little in detail um and you also talked about um, hyper localization uh, to see suit the the weather conditions but more importantly suit the palette right um, a lot of what's produced in in the western countries um, is uh, sent as is here uh, for people who uh, use the products uh, from western countries when you started to explore the market what did you see what people wanted and what will be suitable to them here? Does it make sense for them to uh, use um, products that are produced elsewhere or here? And I'm not no, I'm not asking in any other way, just for the understanding of people, for people to put this in perspective when they're using A product versus B, how should they be looking at it? Um, I mean, to... To answer the the second part of your question, does it make sense for people to use brands that are not produced in India? I think there was a heavy reliance on certain companies and certain brands which were being imported primarily because there wasn't anything, there was not a local solution back then. But since the day we launched uh, the sports line, which I think was 2014 end, there's been localization of of several products for runners, right? Like if you look at what we have, we have the drink mix, which is uh, energy and hydration. We have a hydration mix. We have energy gels, two kinds of energy gels. We have a recovery mix, salt capsule. So there's a complete basket of products for people to choose from. When it comes to palate, you know, the Indian palate is so diverse and so demanding that there are people who want products or let's say energy gels, for example, or drink mixes, there are people who want to taste a flavor in a very high note, right? If you're, if you're having a lime gel, you want it to be very lemony. And then there's other sets of people who don't want to have any taste. So understanding that was important. And again, because we ourselves run ultra marathons, what I realized is as you progress into the race, 
first, second, third hour, you're okay. You can have a chocolate gel or a berry flavored gel. But as the hours roll on by the fifth hour, sixth hour, seventh hour, you are experiencing taste fatigue. Uh, it's hot, you're dehydrated, you're mentally destroyed, you've climbed maybe 2000 meters, and you still have another six hours of racing left. You can't keep on putting high note flavors into your mouth. If you do, you're going to try, you're probably going to throw up. If that happens, then that starts a vicious cycle of not being able to eat in ultras, which again is obviously really bad for you. So we we have gone you know towards subtle flavoring if you try our drink mixes like if we have an orange flavor we have a lime flavor but it's a very subtle flavor we also have a bare naked version which is flavorless so you get all the goodness of your electrolytes and carbohydrates for energy but it tastes just like water Right? So we're giving you choices. We have fruity flavors, we have salty flavors, we have caffeinated, non-caffeinated, flavorless. And that gives, that caters to the you know, various sort of uh, palates that we have in India because the food is so diverse, so the, the, the palates are so diverse. Sure. Um, I've seen from my experience, and I'm sure you must be seeing it pretty often as well, when people train and race for longer distances, um, the nutrition is uh, like, it's quite diverse, like what you said, not from supplement point of view, but nutrition in general. I've seen people having rotis. Uh, I'm not saying ultras. I'm saying even in long, uh, long runs uh, of 30 kilometers, 35 kilometers, etc. People having dates, biscuits, oranges, uh, some having gels, Coca-Cola and many other things, right? Um, and, uh, and I see everybody tries to be an expert as well. Um, it's pretty nuanced. Uh, from your point of view, um, would you want to educate a bit to the runners of why should they be looking at sports nutrition for their training and racing both? Why is it not as simple as they think that it could be? And uh, why the, the physiological and other stressors on the body that are underway while you're training and post and before that as well requires for you to feed yourself differently uh <clears throat> you know i think it's a process of discovery for every athlete uh, especially in india what what i have seen is people who start out running get into running when they're at you know running 5ks 10ks um they don't know too much about nutrition they don't know too much about shoes you then progress into running two-hour runs and you start researching and reading and talking about, you know, what what should the, uh, what shoe should I have? What should the, uh, the stack height of my shoe be? Uh, and then at some point in your journey into running, nutrition as a topic comes about. And that's when you get exposed to nutrition. And Eventually, it really depends on how optimal you want your training to be. Nutrition is part of your training. Um, you run for an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours a day. You have another 20 plus hours during that day. Yeah. So nutrition plays a role in training as well as outside of training. You know, your omega-3s, magnesiums, proteins, etc. come in your non-training hours. Your salt capsules, drink mixes, energy gels come in your in-training hours. It's 
not easy to understand when you're starting out, but through trial and error, through reading, through experimenting, you start getting a fair idea on how some of these products used in the right way can help you recover faster, run faster, remain hydrated. And when you start experiencing this is when you start really, you know, adapting to to using nutrition more regularly. Um, yes, there are people who believe they don't need uh, a packaged product. Yeah. There are people who rely on dates and almonds and, um, uh, you know, coconut water. But when you scientifically break those down and when you look at what the body needs, okay, you're starting out with roughly 2000 calories, which you'll run out of in maybe an hour and a half or two hours. If the car doesn't have fuel, it's not going to go move forward. Right? So what's the best way to refuel? Um, How does a gel with only instant carbohydrates work versus a gel with instant and sustained release carbohydrates? Uh, which should you use when? How many calories do you need in an hour? Can you progress from consuming 100 calories an hour to consuming 300 calories an hour? That journey from running a half marathon or a full marathon on 100 calories an hour to 300 calories an hour is a journey of a lot of training the gut in when you're training, right? But if you look at elite athletes, they consume 250 to 350 calories an hour, right? Maybe a gel every 20 minutes. If you look at one of the best ultra marathoners in the world, Jim Wamsley, 500 calories an hour is what he consumes, right? Okay, he's he's an outlier. He is an absolute outlier, but he's consuming that because he's burning so much. He's running so fast. He's broken pretty much all the records over there. Uh and he needs the constant fueling, right? And that's the way when you when you accept optimally formulated products, formulated for endurance athletes to help you perform, right? When you're on center stage, when you're running a race, you're on center stage. You want to perform. You don't want to remain natural by eating almonds and saying I've stayed away from, you know, that's... So that's where we come in and that's where nutrition companies uh, and, and energy gels and nutrition products come in is they help you perform optimally. They help you recover optimally. When you take a recovery mix within 20 minutes of finishing a long run, yeah. uh, try it out and you finish a long run and don't take anything, you'll, you'll notice the difference. So. Awesome. Um, the, the point of uh, energy deficit when you are running, I want to just stress a upon that for a minute and then we'll get to the point of how should people uh, select their hydration basket or nutrition basket when they're racing. I think the point that you said, suppose we take on an average 2000 kilocalories as a, as your tap that's filled and provided you're not glycogen depleted, you've had sufficient meal, etc. before you start to run. On an hourly basis, people are losing a lot of calories, right? On an average uh, seven to 900 calories. Of course, there's a broad range uh, per hour. Um, and that needs to be uh, refueled to the maximum possible extent. And that's what we are talking about. Um, I think this is one question people will ask me. And so I am preempting and addressing already that um, while complex carbohydrate is good 
for people um uh, and they would think of uh, because they hear from us and they say you only say that i should be having complex carbohydrate now you're saying i should have simple and sustained release so um, those are important when you are at rest a lot more but when you are running here you need instant energy to at least fuel in right away and then sustained uh, energy for a period of time so what i was saying is 7 to 900 calories per hour if that's what you're spending uh if you can fill in that tap up to 500 kilocalories which is almost impossible for most of us but at least we can get till from start from maybe 80 100 go till 200 300 that will be a good um that will reduce the deficit uh for for runners and so it makes sense uh for people and that's why they have to keep this in mind because a number of conversations i have had and i've heard from runners that they think they're okay just running on water they can do it i think it's not about they can do it it's all about uh, how should they be doing it so that they can perform optimally isn't it look i mean you can run for 2 hours yeah just on water uh but i think it you need to separate the two one is running for 2 hours and one is racing for 2 hours and one is racing full throttle for 2 hours uh but when you talk about uh, simple and complex carbs or how do you fulfill the energy deficit etc look you can you can consume as much as you'd like however you can only absorb 1 gram per minute 60 grams an hour of simple carbohydrates so take for instance standard energy gels um in we have a product called gel 100 which falls in that bucket uh and every other brand has standard energy gels which is primarily simple carbohydrates while you can consume 2 or 3 or 4 sachets an hour your body will only absorb 1 gram a minute or 60 grams an hour what happens when you consume more than 60 grams of simple carbohydrates it creates a bottleneck of uh, bottleneck effect and you end up with dysentery diarrhea you vomit you feel sick and you blame it on the brand or the product this doesn't work for me however when you consume simple and complex carbohydrates specifically in a 2:1 to one ratio your body can absorb up to 90 grams of carbs in a so that's a huge gain from 60 to 90 um <clears throat> and that's where you know we try and differentiate with the gel 180 which is a it's a 2 is to 1 ratio of simple and complex carbs allowing you to absorb up to 90 minutes and that happens because simple carbs go through the sglt1 pathway and complex carbs go through the 5glts pathway right so you're 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 approaching a dual absorption sort of system uh which helps you get in more calories without creating that bottleneck effect and helps you with a larger amount of calories to burn as you as you go on sure so how should they uh how should they identify in the product is it they need to look at fructose glucose what do they need to look at uh, in the product to figure whether it is only simple or it's simple plus carbs it'll generally be mentioned on the pack on mm-hmm. the front of the pack yeah. uh, across brands yeah. uh, uh, you'll generally see simple carbohydrates for instant energy or you'll you'll see a, a a sentence like simple and complex carbohydrates for instant and sustained energy some companies will declare the ratio uh, some some may not but uh, based on today's science 
two is to one is the ratio to go with. Um, and uh, it will be written in the packs. It's written on the packs and two is to one at a maximum of 90 grams in total. Got it. Right. So you can't do two is to 120 grams in, in one in, in one shot. So that again may not work. So. Understood. Right. Understood. Now, um, I was thinking how about we, um, we help runners build their pack. Um, let's assume I'm a runner. I'm going for a 30 kilometers training run. Um, and assume I'm going to run at a six minutes pace per kilometer. So I'll take three hours to run. If I'm going to run for three hours, how would you suggest from your products, what should they be looking at pre-training and during training? I'm talking about training right now because as they start to train, they will start to absorb it better. They'll get familiar with it and the gut will get used to it. Right? Yeah. Um, right. So, I mean, there's two pre-considerations to this, to, you know, to the answer. Uh, the first is how how advanced are you as a runner? Uh, the second is what is the weather that you're, you're training in? If it's hot and humid, then quenching your thirst becomes a priority because you're gonna, your, your body is going to want to drink a little more water to quench the thirst. If it is, isn't hot and humid, if it's you know, cool early in the morning, you may not lean towards liquids too much you you're quenching your thirst doesn't really come about uh, as high as it, as it as it would and then that would determine your choice of nutrition so hot and humid quenching your thirst you can opt for a drink mix uh, we have again 160 calorie drink mixes and 320 calorie drink mixes you uh, mix it in water you carry it carry the bottle with you and when you do that you're drinking liquid carbohydrates which is solving a couple of things it's getting your electrolytes in it is getting your energy in with the carbohydrates and it is quenching your thirst you know because you are thirsty because of the sun above you if it's not that hot and humid you can lean towards more concentrated sources of energy like an energy gel which will get in your carbs and electrolytes but will obviously not give you water uh, and you can just carry some water with you whenever you'd like to quench your thirst. But uh, to answer again more specifically for a 30K, lean towards something before you start, half an hour before you start. You can opt for a gel or a drink mix. Um, there's 320 calorie drink mixes that work as a loader. We get 320 calories in. You can take that an hour, hour and a half before. Or if you don't want to wake up that early or don't want to take something, you know, so way before your run, you can opt for a gel 20 minutes or 15 minutes before you start. Uh, and then again, depending on your choice of product, be it a gel or a drink mix or a combination of, of the two, try to fuel every 40 minutes with your choice of, of product. If it's a gel, take a gel every 40 minutes and then just sip on water as and when. If it's a drink mix, you have the freedom to keep sipping every 15 to 20 minutes. You know, one great thing about drink mixes is you can use them as an IV. With a gel, the minute you open it, if you open it every 30 minutes, you have to consume it. You're, you're consuming carbohydrates in a 30-minute cycle or a 40-minute cycle. With a drink mix, you can sip on it every 15 minutes. And especially if you have a drink mix with caffeine in it, caffeine works brilliantly when used in smaller quantities more frequently. 
So it gives you a sustained, you know, inflow of caffeine. So every 15 minutes, take a sip, take a sip, take a sip. And then that trains you and trains your body and trains your gut to receive external fluids or external products every 15 to 20 minutes, which will help you immensely when you move on to larger and longer distances because you're going to have to eat more frequently. So depending on the weather, pick your product. Uh, and then depending on the product, every 40 minutes or every 15 to 20 minutes, sip on it. Uh, always, always remember to take a recovery mix at the end of long runs and workouts. You may not need it on, on easy runs, but a long run and a workout, try and end it with a recovery mix. Consume that within 15 to 20 minutes of finishing the run. And you should be set. Uh, of course, monitor your your urine throughout the day. Uh, if you feel you're dehydrated, take a couple of salt capsules uh, or drink a hydration mix. Uh, just you know, make a, a liter of hydration mix and sip, sip on it throughout the day and you should be fine. Sure. Now, um, when... When I'm running for three hours, um, I understood I should consume it every 15 minutes or 30 minutes, depending on the product I'm using. Um, what will it uh, amount to on a per hour basis in terms of grammage or kilocal that I should be thinking of as a start line? Suppose I'm just starting out. So it depends on the mix of products you use. Sure. Uh, our energy products begin from 100 calories a pack. So the gel 100 as the name suggests, has 100 calories in a sachet. The next up is the drink mix 160, which is 160 calories. Then we have the gel 180, which has 180 calories. And then the drink mix 320, which has 320 calories. Now, depending on which product you're taking or what combination of products you're taking, you can uh, sort of determine the amount of calories you want to consume during, during each hour. And you will the only way to to figure out what calories per hour work for you is through a lot of trial and error in your training. If you have a coach who is experienced, they will guide you. Again, depending on the distance of the race or the training run, you will want to increase or decrease the amount of calories that you're consuming. If you're running an ultra, you will need to, you should consume a lot more calories per hour. If you're running a half marathon, you could do away with 100, 150 calories an hour. Uh, so it also depends on how on how trained you are as an athlete and what speed you're running at. Again, if you're running extremely fast, you're burning a lot quicker. So you'll need to ingest a lot sooner. If you're running slower, you're burning slower. You could do away with ingesting a uh, little later. It, there is, there is, sorry, but there is no one answer fits all. It's, it has to depend on several of these factors. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, the... Uh, most effective one, at least for me, anecdotally, what works is um, figuring out uh, through what works for my gut, not only to take in, but be able to keep it in uh, and and not throw up. Uh, I, I, I personally start with about uh, 40, 45 gram um, per hour. And that's uh, one gram is four kilocalories per people's benefit. And then as my training increases over a period of time, I'm able to take it to like 60, 65 gram, uh, per hour. I, the moment that my, my gut starts to feel slightly uncomfortable, I stop. Um, so my question now next is, uh, um, can the gel or uh, drink mixes be consumed, um, like, just when you need the energy, does it take time to ingest in your body or you will uh, you can consume and you will continue to get the energy right away? 
Um, in as far as the gels are concerned, you <clears throat> will start experiencing the effect within a minute or two. Sure. Um, and that's how they are generally consumed. You, uh, most athletes who who race will take a gel every again thirty five to forty minutes, and they they do that in their training, and they they know how their body will react, and how it's going to help them maintain their pace. If it's a caffeinated gel, the caffeine will kick in almost instantly, and typically people lean uh, towards a caffeinated product in an ultra before you're climbing uh, an ascent because that helps you go up a lot a lot easier. Um, in flat races, either throughout the race or in the second half because that's when you're tired and you and you need it um, uh, the most. For drink mixes. Again, the effect is almost instant, but the thing with drink mixes is you can't drink 500 ml straight away, yeah. right? You, you're going to have to take a couple of sips every so often. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. If, <clears throat> if, say, for example, you have 160 calories suspended in 500 ml, you are not going to get those 160 calories right away because you're not drinking it right away. You're drinking it throughout a space of 30 minutes or 45 minutes, and then that's how it's going to break down in your system. So... That's something to keep in mind. If you need, if you are planning 100 calories every 40 minutes, take a gel. If you're planning 100 plus calories throughout in small small pockets, then you can sip on drink mixes. Again, no straightforward answer. It, it really depends on what you use in your training and what um, you feel comfortable with. Because something that works for you may not, may not work for me. So. For sure, for sure. And like what you said, it's a lot of it is uh, through trial. And that's uh, also one of the reasons why you should just not go to race and start nutrition for the very first time there. And you should be planning during training for uh, other than all other reasons as well. Um, now, when you were consuming the gel, uh, you talked about once you open it, uh, consume the gel. Is there a difference if I consume the gel, the entire gel right away? Or I still keep the remaining in my hand and I consume it through the next 40 minutes? I mean, the only difference is the amount of carbohydrates you would get in if you're consuming half of... Let's say you consume half, yeah. you'll get 50 calories when you consume it and you consume the other half after 30 minutes, you'll get those 50 calories at, at the end of those 30 minutes. Um, sometimes people may choose to... to take half a gel and fold the sachet in their hand and save the other half for a point later in the race. Uh, and then that that is what I've seen after working with a lot of elite athletes and you know making nutrition plans for them is they choose to do that very tactically depending on that part of the course and depending on what they want to achieve during that part of the course. I, we see it a lot in ultra marathons, especially when you're climbing. Uh, you would you would take a certain amount just maybe a hundred meters before you approach the ascent, and you'll take certain amounts during the ascent, <clears throat> and you're so fueled up by the time you reach the top that you're just bombing the downhill. But it those strategies vary athlete to athlete. Um, uh, but yeah, you can certainly fold the sachet and and take some a little later. Sure, sure. Um, when 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 you're ascending in a uh, if the course is like um, for most people, the most popular one is Pedder, Pedder, <laughs> Pedder Road. Yeah. While it's a, in my opinion, it's not a right. not a lot of hill, but still, um, that's what people dread most of the times. Um, now, 
इज इट ओके टू कंज्यूम जेल और ड्रिंक मिक्स वेन यू आर क्लाइंबिंग अप इवन दो यूर एफर्ट इज लॉट हायर इन टर्म्स ऑफ योर maximum heart rate percentage will you still be able to ingest and be able to digest and process it uh, very efficiently or it requires for it to be at certain intensity no that's a great question uh, it's a lot better if you consume your gel maybe 150 to 200 meters before pedal road um, and try and use a caffeinated option what that does is you know before you're approaching pedal road you're running at a at a constant pace your heart rate is sort of settled in because you've been running at that um you know that flat sort of uh, road for for quite some time so you're at a certain pace everything is standard your body will take that food in and take care of it the way it has to and then the minute you start climbing your heart rate goes up your anxiety goes up your uh, uh, focus goes up your energy goes up you don't want to throw in um uh, this variable of consuming a product during all of those changes so it's best to consume it before you approach any uh, any hill awesome okay now <clears throat> now you talked about uh, a recovery mix um post your run what does it uh, what does it entail is it protein and simple carb or is uh, something else and why should you consume it how does it help the recovery mix is a, a carbohydrate to protein ratio in a 4 to 1 ratio so right. four part carbs one part protein uh, it also contains electrolytes so standard electrolytes which you would have in salt capsules or um, uh, ors kind of products and uh, what it does is again when you're when you're at the end of your long run and workouts you're in a depleted state your glycogen is depleted so the first thing you need to do is replenish that what a lot of people what we've seen the mentality of i've just finished my long run i i deserve a beer or i deserve a samosa i deserve you know something else yeah yeah uh, what difference is it going to make i've just finished my run but yeah. no that's the best sort of window and the best opportunity to put in something of nutritional value yeah. which is going to help you recover so it it replenishes your lost glycogen it gives you some protein for for you know muscle rebuilding etc it gives you electrolytes to sort of bring that uh, water and electrolyte balance up and because it's a drink it's a it's a recovery mix which you mix in water and you drink it you're also getting in liquids you're also getting your half liter of water in which you may not get at the end of a run if you if you know you're not carrying water or you're not used to drinking water so so it does a lot of things and um, just sets you up it sets the recovery process rolling really really well sure sure and uh, it should be like a one sachet of recovery mix after yes. long run uh yes one sachet of recovery mix after your long run a lot of the ultra runners will take one sachet of recovery mix in between the ultra sometimes okay. maybe at after 5 hours when you're hungry and you need food you don't want to eat the the dal chawal which is at the water station or you, you know you don't want solids or dip, sometimes it's so hot you don't feel like eating solids so this gives you roughly 2 260 calories in the sachet so you're getting in good amount of calories you're getting some carbs some protein works as a pseudo meal in in that situation and helps you got it now the usage of uh, just another question around training the usage of uh, drink mix or the gel um 
should it be done after a particular uh, duration or even in my easy run if i'm going for 45 minutes or an hour i should consume it what would you suggest my personal i mean i think if you're at aerobic pace and you're doing an easy 1 hour you probably don't need anything much right. um once you venture into a into the 60 minute plus mark if it's a hour and a half let's just say hour and a half easy run you may opt for a hydration mix the hydration mix does not necessarily give you a lot of calories because the it's not formulated with a high carbohydrate uh, amount it's more of electrolytes with a subtle amount of carbs which help you help your body absorb the electrolytes so you need a small percentage of carbohydrate for fluid uptake if you drink just if you drink a solution with just water and electrolytes the fluid uptake is not as optimal as if that solution had carbohydrates right. now instead of an hour and a half if you're doing 2 hours of an easy run you may want some carbohydrates if you're doing 2 and a half to 3 hours you definitely need carbohydrates so depending on uh, duration depending on intensity if it's a 1 hour full on tempo you will need a gel right. uh, or maybe two gels Uh, if it's an hour of hills you you may need a gel yeah. so you you want to fuel your your time based on how you're going to spend that time the intensity the weather conditions right now in bombay it's it's pleasantly cool yeah. uh but a couple of months from now when it's hot and humid you will want a drink mix uh you will want a hydration mix these are your friends at 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 those moments sure so it depends on the duration as well as on the effort duration intensity and weather got it these are the three variables that uh, uh, that you keep that in mind you keep awesome mind. awesome awesome moving ahead um how are you th- proceeding from here you have contributed a lot to the endurance community um in india and i see you have started to be uh, officially as part of a couple of races um and uh, i think that's uh, impacting positively to the runners um at broader scale in addition to what you were de- doing um how else are you contributing uh, to the community as well as how are people knowing more about the great product that you products that you have built so far yeah um you know i think uh, pretty much everything that i have done in life has been like i'm stacked up against a wall and i'm and i'm climbing uh, against swimming against the tide and and uh, it's been no different for us at univer than the work that we've done yes we have if you look at it from as an outsider we've i would like to think we've shaped the endurance fueling market in india uh, we were the first company to develop and manufacture energy gels in the country um again every product is developed in house manufactured in house we have our own vegan facility our own manufacturing unit um we don't outsource anything in fact the entire part of the business is is managed by us in house so yes in terms of bringing products bringing concepts we've brought a lot uh, right from the pre during post in 2014 which is what we started with all the way to the ultra butter and the now two versions of energy gels salt capsules drink mixes hydration mixes etc um 
we haven't received a lot of recognition as such. You know, we've we're one of those groups that we we we've deleted all the emails that we've received where we have to pay and buy awards. So we've we've not walked that path, and in some way, it's it's uh, slowed down. If those are the right words, uh, the growth that Univet should have seen could have seen, but in many ways, it's kept us rooted to our values and our ethics. Um, so, uh, and that's what's most important to us now. People are recognizing that we were fortunate enough to partner with Chennai Marathon recently. Um, uh, they've given us a three-year contract and we've developed uh, co-branded energy gels for them. We manage the entire entire project. And for the first time in the country, a marathon offered energy gels to every participant at every aid station. Uh, it's something that I've been pitching for years to every event organizer that has reached out to us. No one was really interested. Uh, no one really bothered. But thankfully, this group, um, you know, saw the merit in it. And uh, more than anything, the participants were overjoyed. Uh, overjoyed to find gels in their goodie bags and to find gels at aid stations and to find enough quantity of gels at aid stations. Even the last runner who, who, who ran through the aid station had, had enough gels uh, to choose from, two flavors to choose from, caffeinated and non-caffeinated to choose from. So that's the end impact that we are working towards. We want to improve... Um, we want to improve in-race nutrition that runners experience. We want to help event organizers understand the quantities uh, and the kind of products to, to make available at their races. We want to improve the knowledge that individual athletes have. Yes, running is important, but across sports uh, that individual athletes have on the importance of nutrition, the importance of in-training and out-of-training nutrition, how to use products, uh, how to understand that although we are called, the products are called dietary supplements, they shouldn't be supplements. They should actually be, they should complement yeah. your food, yeah. your training. And these products are tools the same way, you know, a high stack shoe may work for you and a low stack shoe may work for me, <clears throat> but a shoe, a, a, a GPS watch, these are all tools and part of your your kit bag, so to speak, uh, uh, that supports your health regimen. Uh, uh, products that we make are tools, and if you use them the right way, for sure they will help you perform better, they will help you recover better, they'll help you sleep better, uh, they'll keep your, your vitamin levels uh, in check, uh, they could help you with cholesterol, with joint pain, there's so many things, um, so many areas that, that you know, we're present in, but yes, this is more related to sport. So sticking with the uh, the sports products, um, yeah, we, we just want to, to help people make informed decisions. You know, one thing, uh, we have a zero advertising policy. We do not spend, we choose not to spend on Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and that's very anti-D2C, right? Uh, entire D2C industry is driven on how much they can spend, how smartly they can optimize the ads. And people always ask me, why are you not doing this? I mean, if you don't spend, how are you going to get new customers? And 
I'm not in the advertising space. I am here to to build the right product with adequate dosing. You know, we don't want to add five milligrams of something and then have a label claim. We want to add the amount that is scientifically validated. Uh, we want to formulate the architecture of the formulation of the product has to be so scientifically validated that if you take it today, it gives you the result that it's intended to give. There's a reason you're purchasing it. You have a perception, okay, I take this energy gel which has caffeine. It's going to help me during the last 5K of my race. It should deliver that, right? Um, so that's what we focus on. We don't want to advertise. We want to focus on building the right product and we want to focus on, on educating people so that they can choose to, 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 to purchase whatever brand or whatever product they want. Um, sorry, I, I lost your question in all of this. I went into uh, uh, some other. No, no, no worries. I was, I was uh, more get going towards, um, because you're creating an impact, which is positive. I was also thinking for you to talk about your scholarship scheme, etc. As a right, uh, another thing we we've sort of just started a, a year ago is the Univet Foundation. Um, initially, we used to support a lot of amateur and elite athletes, which we still do. Uh, but over time, we realized that <clears throat> there's a lot of runners, uh, there's a lot of athletes rather in India that come from financially. Um, uh, weaker backgrounds, uh, exceptionally talented, and they are in need for product, clothing, shoes, uh, nutrition. They're also in need of a lot of guidance, what to do, how to do. Um, they're also in need of some counseling. So although we don't, that's not our core, our core is product, but uh, somewhere when we started receiving these kind of questions from a lot of athletes, sir, I'm consuming your product. Uh, what should I do about this? I'm stressed in life. I'm not able to perform, so on and so forth. We felt that maybe if we offer some financial assistance and some uh, counseling structure through the few external people that, that we're connected with, it may help the athlete uh, be in a, in a better space mentally and may help them really, you know, uh, discover their true potential. So we have a, a, a small foundation where we support a few athletes. Um, in fact, we run an application process every year. It just finished a couple of weeks ago and we'll be launching the new team um, very shortly. Um, but that's something we're doing from our side. And nice. And uh, more details of it, can people find on your website? Yes, uh, univet.com. You will find uh, all the details about the foundation, about the athlete sponsorship program, um, about products, and uh, yeah, just feel free to write to us if you have any questions. And happy awesome. To. And and that's the uh, that's the place where they go and place their order as well. Yes. Okay. Okay. Are you on other e-commerce platforms too? We're okay. on uh, yes, we're on Amazon and a couple of other platforms. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Uh, good speaking with you and. Um, good job so far from I'm not saying because we are speaking it is because uh, we also organically found you and uh, from the very start and uh, um, a number of people who use your product they continue to use the product and uh, the, and they talk really highly of what you're doing you're building something that's uh, creating a great impact um, please keep at it and um, I hope and we all hope that um, it continues to grow the way it should be. thank you so much thank you that was all for today. I hope you enjoyed as much as I enjoyed speaking with him. If you're liking the conversations, 
please leave feedback to us as a review on iOS or Android, whichever platforms that you're listening us or listening to from. We review each of the feedback and continue to strive to improve what we are producing. The team here spends a lot of time in figuring out the topics, the speakers and the content within it that helps you or that may help you improve your performances. So do not be shy. Let us know of what you like and we will make sure we get that for you for sure. Goodbye for now and I'll speak with you guys next week again. 